Thanks for listening to the GFBC Student Ministry Podcast. Our goal through these podcasts is that you would grow your faith, build relationships, and mature as a believer in Christ. Now, here's the conversation. What's up, guys? I am here with Morgan Ramsey. Yo, 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 yo. And today we're going to be talking about heaven on our GFBC Student Ministry Podcast. We're going to be answering any questions you may have, and I guess we'll just go ahead and get started. How you feeling, Morgan? Hey, you know what? I'm feeling pretty great, man. It's a, it's a good Wednesday morning, and I'm excited to see what we're going to talk about today. Mm, good, good, good. So I guess my first question would be, what will life in heaven look like? Yeah, so this is a great question. So I don't know if you guys remember, but during the summer we had a series called Headlines. And we talked about a lot of different different issues that come up in our culture and um, everyday life. And one thing that we talked about was heaven. And I put a little thing on the Instagram and I said, hey guys, do y'all have any questions about heaven? And I was just floored by the questions that you guys had. And this is actually one of the questions that I heard the most is, what does heaven look like? And before we start, guys, I want you to know I'm not the expert at all. All I've done is I've gone to God's Word and said, Hey, God, what do you think about this? What do you say about this? Because I never want to use my words and say, You know, that's good. Well, M. Ramsey 94 thinks that's obviously right. Because I've gone straight to Scripture. So, you know, life in heaven is going to be amazing, Matt. It's going to be a great time. Um, one of the first verses I looked is in Revelation 21.4 where it's beautiful. It's just a beautiful picture of what heaven's going to look like. And it says, no more sin, no more pain, and no more suffering. And it's such a beautiful picture of what heaven is going to look like. And the beautiful thing is it's going to be filled with believers. It's not just going to be you and me, Matt. It's not just going to be the staff. It's not going to just be the church. It's going to be every single person that names the name of Christ in heaven one day. And I'm so excited to be able to worship the King of Lord of Lords. It says in Revelation 19, 6 through 7, that we're all going to be worshiping around the throne, lifting high the name of Jesus. And I am so excited. So what will life in heaven look like? Oh, Matt, it's going to be a party. Oh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good, ladies and gentlemen. You want to be there. So my second question would be, will we live normal lives in heaven? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I actually love this question because I think so many people think that heaven is going to be this boring place where we're going to be sitting in chairs and worshiping all day long. And I I mean, yes, absolutely. Worship is going to be a huge component of what we do. But even more than that, you know, we're going to be living our lives. We're going to be Isaiah 11, 8 is talking about even, you know, there will be play in heaven. It's talking about how children will be able to play. And I love the idea that it's not just going to be worship. It's going to be living life. Randy Alcorn, he's a theologian that specializes in heaven. And he said this. He said, you'll be doing whatever you want to do in heaven with no regret. I loved that that illustration of, yes, we'll be living in complete freedom, freedom from sin, freedom from suffering, freedom from anything that might hold us back from living pure and righteous lives. So I'm excited to see, uh, Matt, I'm just saying you and me in a thousand years, kickball game on the green. Oh, you're going down. You're going down. It's going to be a skunk. What is it, like 13 to nothing? You know, I, I think 13 to nothing my way, but you know. That's oh, just I don't know about that. I don't know. So, back on topic, will we retain human memories in heaven? 
Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, so a lot of theologians seem to believe that we will forget our former life as we enter into heaven. Because it says in Isaiah 65, 17, that we forget the former things and the things that have happened. But, you know, and, you know, I think there may be truth to that. But I re- this is what I really believe. In Luke, I think it's chapter 16, there's a story of Lazarus and a rich man. And I don't know if you've ever heard that story. But basically, Lazarus is a believer and he goes up to heaven and then this rich man just lives his life and he you know ultimately ends up in hell and there's a way where they're able to see each other which I'm not gonna be able to under you know understand or explain but you know the rich man in hell says Lazarus please go back and warn my family not to live the way that they're living so that kind of makes me think Matt that absolutely we are going to remember our lives here on earth our memories but you know also think about um oh I read this this morning now, I really believe what I think is, you know, Isaiah 65, 17, because we have to remember that verse, for we will forget the former things. I think what we'll be able to remember in heaven is absolutely our lives, but maybe, this is just my thought, not the sin, not the struggles that we went through, just what the Lord did in our lives, because now we're complete, holy, righteous. And I just said, there's not going to be any sin in heaven. So I don't think we'll even have memories of sin here on earth. So that's what I think. Mm, that's good. That's good. So if we're not going to retain all of our human memories and we're going to have a new life in heaven, will we still be married in heaven? Sadly, friends, I will only be married to Harry Styles in this lifetime. As sad as it might seem, that is true. It says in Mark chapter 12, verse 25, Jesus is clear that we will sadly not be given in marriage or be married in heaven. Because, Matt, the idea is that we are married to the bridegroom. Our, the, the ultimate marriage is going to be happening when we are married to Jesus forever and ever. Because if we think about it here on earth, marriage is a symbol of the gospel. That's really what it's a symbol of. So when we get to heaven, we won't need marriage because we will be ultimately and forever married to our bridegroom, and that's Jesus. Okay. All right. So I'm not going to have my smoking hot wife in heaven? You know, I'm sorry, man. You're just going to have to leave her here. Man. If I have to leave Harry Styles, you have to leave her here. Uh, Well, I guess that's fair if I get to spend eternity in heaven. I think so. So going back to our human memories, will we remember loved ones in heaven? Okay, so this is a great question, too, and this is something that was asked on the Instagram as well. So this isn't clearly laid out in Scripture, but if you look, because it doesn't say in, like, Mark chapter 44, which there isn't in chapter 44, but if there was, it doesn't say, you know, you know, we will remember our loved ones. It doesn't say that. But I think we can go from two passages here, really, to kind of just, you know, gather what we can see with the Lord saying, because like I said, it doesn't say we will remember, remember. but we can go through a couple passages. So the first one I think about is Luke chapter 9. It's the transfiguration on the mount where there's Peter, there's John, there's Jesus. And then we see Elijah and we also see um, Moses come down. And Jesus is having a conversation with them. So what makes me believe that we will know our loved one is, is because Jesus is having this conversation with Elijah and Moses, and they all know who one another is. And you may be like, well, Morgan, obviously they know each other because they're, that's Jesus. But, you know, Peter and John even recognized who they were. So that makes me think that, yes, we will be able to recognize our loved ones in heaven. But also I think about um, King David, which we'll talk about this later, when he loses his infant son, if you remember back in... 
First Samuel or Second Samuel, uh, pardon me, uh, where they're talking about where Bathsheba and David, they you know they commit adultery and then Bathsheba gets pregnant. Well, one of the consequences for the adultery that happened was the Lord allowed His infant son to pass away. And Second Samuel twelve verse twenty three kind of gives us an idea of yes, I do believe that we will know our loved ones because David says, "I will go to him one day," which makes me think that yes, we will know each other in heaven, which is good news. Because if you're like me, we've all lost someone that we love and we want to be able to see them again. And I just feel like between those two passages, and there's tons more, um, but I just feel like, yes, we will know each other in heaven. Okay, okay, okay. So let's reverse that question a little bit and hang on to the loved ones right here. When we lose a loved one, sometimes people will post a picture and say, heaven just got another angel. So my question here is, when someone dies, do they become an angel, and are they looking down on us? Yeah, those, those are great questions, too, because I don't know if you're like me, you scroll on Facebook all the time, and you see that, and you're like, eh, I don't know about that. Yeah, so I honestly didn't know the answer to that question until I really researched. And, you know, there's a couple things that I would say here. To the first part of your question, do we become angels? No, we're actually actually made to be greater than the angels in heaven, as it says in 1 Corinthians 6, 3. It talks about how we're actually going to judge the angels in heaven. So that to answer your question, no, we don't become angels because we're actually made to be greater than the angels in heaven one day. Now, as to your question about um, will they look down on us, that's a great question. Um, and, you know, I'm going to be honest, Matt. For the longest time, I thought the answer was no. I was like, no, like, no, no, they don't look down on us. That's weird. That's weird. Um, but, you know, I really studied this question when I was preparing our lesson um, this summer about heaven. And I was thinking about that verse, Hebrews 12, 1, where it says, for we are surrounded by such a cloud of witnesses cheering us on in faith. You know, so that tells me, yes. They are cheering us on. So yes, I think to an extent they can see us. However, with that answer, I want to give a cautious yes because I want to give two two warnings. Two warnings. One, I want to say Scripture doesn't tell us what extent that they're looking down. I don't believe... Um, that when we get to heaven, our job is to be a guardian angel for someone because we just talked about that. We are not to be angels when we get to heaven. So I really believe that's not our job. Our job is to worship Jesus. That's our job. But scripture does tell us that we are looking down, encouraging one another. But I think we need to be careful there because number one, like I said, we don't know the extent. And number two, the second warning there is our focus when we get to heaven is not to see loved ones. As cool as that may be, as fun as that may be, to see all these incredible biblical characters. But for me, the focus is not to see all those people. It's to see Jesus. It's to worship Him at His feet. So I think, yes, they can look down. Um, but I think we have to be careful. I want to give a cautious yes there because one, like I said, we don't know the extent. And number two, our focus is on Jesus, not seeing those loved ones again. So that's my answer to that. You touched a little bit on worship right there. So what will it be like to actually worship God and see His face? Oh, my goodness. I think about that song, I Can Only Imagine. Oh, my goodness. Um, 
it's going to be amazing. And you know, it says in Isaiah, I think it's chapter 55, I could be wrong, where it says his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So I don't think I can even put into words what it's going to be like because I haven't seen. You know, John uh, was able to see kind of a glimpse of the new heaven. That's what he writes about in Revelation. And if you, you know, I encourage all the students, if you want to know about heaven, read Revelation. Um, It's just a beautiful glimpse. But Matt, I just can't even put into my human words how amazing it's going to be because You know, the goal is not to be in heaven, it's to know Jesus. And when I get to heaven, you know, it's going to be awesome to see the streets of gold. It's going to be awesome to see the rivers. It's going to be awesome to see all creation. But what's going to be the best part is to see Jesus. And that's, I just can't even put that into words. Now, a lot of people are concerned about their earthly bodies and their they're always spending time in the gym, you know. They're they're building them muscles up, trying to get toned for the summer, get that summer bod. So, going on appearances, will there be different races or different ethnicities in heaven, and will we all look the same? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, yeah, absolutely. We're going to be so diverse, just as like we are now. Um, so, Revelation five nine talks about how every tribe, every tongue, every race, every single you know, every single ethnicity will be in heaven. So, yeah, it's going to be one awesome party. With you know, we're not all looking the same because you know, I'm ignorant to think that you know everybody in heaven is going to look like me because that's not true. Um, and Scripture tells me you know. So so many times that we're all going to be different, looking different, but we're all going to be doing the same thing, and that's worshiping Jesus. Mm, that's that's a good word. That's a good word. So, how do we begin preparing for life in heaven? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about this question when you asked me this couple couple days ago. Uh, you know. The best thing I can say is how do you begin preparing for a life in heaven is preparing your life now. And I think following Jesus, walking with him every single day is the best way that you can prepare for heaven. And also, you know, you know, living for him, following him, being sanctified by his spirit absolutely is a way that we're going to be prepared for heaven. But I think also too, sharing him. You know, I've used this illustration before. You know, if I got front row seats to One Direction concert, Matt, what's the first thing that I would do? Uh, You'd go berserk. I would go berserk. And then also I would post it on every social media possible. I put it on Snapchat. I put it on Instagram. I put it on Facebook. I would Facebook Live. Never done that in my life, but I would do it. I mean, I would go on Twitter. I would literally bring Vine back. Like, I would bring all these different things back because I was so excited about it. Guys, if Jesus has really changed our lives... Why aren't we telling people? And I'm asking that to myself. I mean, if he really has changed me from the inside out, I should be telling every single person. I should be going out and saying, oh my gosh, I should be posting on my social media. I should be putting it on Vine. I should be doing all these different things to show that Jesus has really changed my life. So I think how we prepare for heaven now is number one, following him, but telling people about it. That's how we prepare for heaven is because we don't all, I don't want to get to heaven and say, you know what, I'm here. But look around and not see my closest family and friends, you know. So I think that's that's um, that's how you prepare for heaven is you follow him and you share him. Mm. So a little bit of a controversial question here. It's going to be a tough one. Are you ready for it? You know, Matt, I think I'm ready for it. So unfortunately, we have babies that pass away or just tragedies that happen in this world. So 
will babies or special needs people automatically go to heaven or like what's going to happen there? Yeah, that's a really hard question. So I started studying that question when you sent me these questions before because, you know, that is a really hard question. It's also a really sensitive topic. Um, You know, it's just it's something that really breaks my heart when babies or special needs. So I really had to go to scripture for this one. And Deuteronomy one thirty nine kind of talks about this, you know, real plainly. It talks about how, you know, they did not know good or evil. And it's talking about younger people, kids in this situation. And, um, you know, there's something theologians call age of accountability. And it's what Deuteronomy is talking about is when they have a grasp of good and evil, then they're able to grasp really what salvation is. And I think each child is differently. Uh, You know, there's some girls in our girls ministry that were saved when they were four or five because they understood. But there are some kids that don't understand what good and evil is, maybe till they're six or seven. And, you know, I feel like each child is different. So I feel like, you know, going back to that Deuteronomy verse of when they're able to know the difference between good and evil, then they're at that accountable age. Now, babies, they don't know good from evil from baby food to donuts. They don't know anything different. So babies, absolutely, they're obviously not at that age of accountability. So yes, absolutely, I believe. Special needs, I think it's the same same idea, you know, same coin there. You know, they don't, and obviously each, and I want to be careful, each, you know, disease, each special needs condition is different. And I can't presume to know anything about because no one in my family has been affected by that. But, you know, I seem to think the same sort of thing, age of accountability. Um, And I feel like their minds, um, like I said, I want to be careful, you know, I feel like their minds may not be able to even grasp what good and evil is. So I feel like for special needs, um, the best way I know how is... um, that Deuteronomy 139, the difference between good and evil. And, you know, we were talking about earlier how another, you know, confirmation that babies and um, will be in heaven one day is when we were talking about earlier in 2 Samuel, where David talks about, you know, I will go to him someday. You know, I, that tells me that babies are in heaven. That's just a biblical confirmation. But yeah, babies, special needs, I, I really, you know, lean on that Deuteronomy verse talking about the difference between good and evil. And if they have that grasp, accountability, that age of accountability, then I would, you know, seem that yes, they will go to heaven. She is just hitting every ball I throw her right out the park, ladies and gentlemen. Like she is just killing it. Let's just keep going. I'm just trying to keep up with your batting average. What is it, Matt? <laughs> Uh, it's like uh, 137, but uh, that's not very good. Well, I don't even know what a batting average is. I mean, I'm saying it wrong. Battering. What did I just say? Batting average. I don't even know what that is. Okay, okay, okay. Enough about baseball. Let's get back to Jesus here. Will we be able to meet with biblical figures such as Peter or David? And if so, who would you want to meet? Yeah, I think that goes back to the Luke 14 passage when we were talking about the transfiguration on the mount when Jesus was able to talk with, you know, Elijah and um, Moses on the mount. You know, I think about that passage. And, you know, absolutely, I do believe that we'll be able to meet the biblical figures. And, you know, that's a good question because I was thinking about this this morning. You know, who would I want to meet? And, you know, for me, I've always been really interested in leadership, godly leadership. So I, you know, obviously go to the Moses and the Pauls and the David, like I would love to sit down with Paul 
and just be like, okay, where did you get, how did you get the courage to do this? Which I know he would say it's Jesus, but to be able to walk through him, how he planted a church, how he wrote those letters, the leadership side of that, which I know he would all point is to the, the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ, our savior. But, you know, be able to talk with him and King David and Esther, how she was able to, you know, stand up to the King and also missionaries like Jim Elliot, you know, in Ecuador, all these different, you know, huge leaders of the faith. But I'm going to be honest, Matt, if I had to meet one person, I think I would want to meet the people that maybe aren't even mentioned in the Bible or have a really small, you know, to us role or people that live these quiet, gentle lives for Jesus. Because to me, those are the heroes. Those are the people that are living for Jesus. And those are the people that I want to meet one day. And, you know, I'm so excited about meeting David. I'm so excited about meeting, you know, all these different people. But I think for me, I just want to meet the people, the no names, and hear how they live for Jesus and how they endured. That's just me. Wow, that's incredible. So for those pet people out there, will there be animals in heaven? And what's that going to be like? Like, Explain to us. Yeah, so I don't think it's a coincidence that you asked this question. So my dog passed away, um, I think, a year ago tomorrow. And it was very, 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 very difficult. If you've ever had a dog, you just understand it's it's a family member. It's not, you know, an animal. It's, it's a family member. And um, for me, we ha- we it was just very hard. Just the whole day was just from top to bottom, just a hard day. And, um, you know... <sighs> I really believe in Romans 8, which for me is my favorite chapter in all scripture. Romans 8 is talking about, and I think it's verse 20, where all creation is yearning for Christ's return. All creation. All creation is yearning for Christ's return. To be released from the curse of sin and suffering and death and decay. So for me, it tells me I really honestly believe that that verse is clear that animals will be in heaven. Because if you look at Revelation and you look at other passages, I believe in Isaiah, it talks about how there will be lions and lambs and um, all these different animals. I mean, even the four living beings that worship the throne of God, you know, they have animal-like qualities to them. So that makes me think that, yes, there will be um, animals in heaven. And, you know, just a, a quick story to go along with that when our dog Buddy passed away. And, you know, this is just for me. This is confirmation. You may hear this story and be like, Morgan, dummy. But, you know, I remember the the day uh, Buddy passed away. We went to Hobby Lobby to get one of those um, concrete molds, you know, where you put their paw print in. You know, we have one for the dog that passed away before Buddy. She's a golden retriever. And um, we went into Hobby Lobby and uh, to get one of those molds. And um, I, it, you're going to think I'm crazy. But I was in the middle of Hobby Lobby. Tears are literally streaming down my face. Like, people are like, what? is wrong with her like she is crazy and um I was just because I was just so emotional that day and I said Lord I'll never forget asking this prayer Lord if you would just show me some way somehow that buddy is with you just please just give me just one one sign and you know I think we have to be careful asking God for signs and that's a whole nother conversation but I said Lord you know it would just give this you know this daughter so much peace as soon as I said amen to that prayer would you believe? And you may think this is crazy. On the loudspeaker at Hobby Lobby, it said, uh, Buddy, phone call line one. Buddy, phone call line one. 
And I just, I think that was for me a confirmation from the Lord. And people are like, no, Morgan, that was a Hobby Lobby. Apparently, Buddy had some uh, issues in the bathroom or wherever they needed him. But, you know, for me, I really believe that that was confirmation that, you know, animals do go to heaven. And I mean, I'm, I'm just saying that. Would they make a movie, All Dogs Go to Heaven, if they didn't? Well, we never know with Hollywood. <laughs> so, last question here. Um, We've talked a lot about what heaven's going to be like and all that other jazz, but how do we be sure that we're going to heaven? For the, for, the, for the person listening that may not be a Christian out there, how do we explain to them how to get to heaven and how are we 100% sure that we're going to be there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I always go to the same scripture every single time, and it's in Romans. And it's Romans chapter 10, verse 9. For if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord, and another translation says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised you from the dead, you will be saved. So there's two commands here. Confess. Confess that I believe him. Confess that I'm a sinner. Confess that I'm a sinner in desperate, desperate, desperate need of grace. And that I can't live this life without you, Jesus. Confessing that. Confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. And believe in your heart. And believe, you know, confessing is a one-time action. For salvation it is. Now, confessing, obviously, is daily. We're daily confessing our sin. But for salvation, we're confessing with our mouth one time and for all that Jesus Christ is Lord over my life. But believing, I think believing is that active believing every single day. I'm going to believe that Jesus Christ has been raised from the dead. And I believe that he is the Savior, not only of this world, but of my heart. I think that those two things combined together, not separate, together are all the proof in the pudding that we need, that when we believe those two things, that when we do those two things, we shall be saved. But they're dependent on those two things. We got to confess and we got to believe. And that is how we can be sure that we're going to heaven, a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I want to be careful too, because a relationship with Jesus isn't just a one-time prayer. A relationship with Jesus is every single day walking with him saying, you know what, God, I'm a sinner in desperate need of grace, but I'm going to walk with you today. I'm going to daily bear my cross and I'm going to follow you today. Despite my sin nature, despite what I want to do, despite all these different things, this is how I'm going to live my life. I'm going to follow you no matter what comes my way. Wow, Morgan, thank you so much for answering all our questions about heaven. Students, if you're still listening out there, thank you. Thank you for hanging with us. Uh, Just keep in touch. There's going to be a lot more podcasts to come. And we'll see you next time.